0: Hello, VIP listeners. We are in the final week of our three-week summer break, and we cannot wait to share some of the new episodes with you when we come back next Thursday. So tune in for that. In the meantime, this week, we want to replay an episode from a few months ago that I think is a great resource for independent agents. In this episode, I'm talking with Tim Wilson Humphreys, an independent agent with a unique background and a philosophy on business growth that I think is really beneficial for all independent agents. So if you missed this one the first time around, give it a listen today and maybe you'll learn something new and valuable about creating a job and career you love from one of my favorite Aussies, Tim Wilson Humphreys. Check it out.
1: Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about the industry with some of its biggest influencers. From technology, trends, and current events, if it's happening in insurance, you'll hear about it here. Make sure to tune in every week and join in on the conversation with us on social media at Vertifor. And now, here's Rick Fox.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I am the host, Rick Fox. And today, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited because we wouldn't book guests that I wasn't excited about. But today's guest, Tim Wilson Humphreys. The reason I'm excited about this, first and foremost, I if you don't already know this about me, I'm a huge fan of people with accents. And he's from Australia, which is maybe, it's actually, like, I'll tell you this right now. I have Australian Siri, she's female, but Australian Siri on my phone because that's how much I like the accent. So even if we're not saying anything really cool, Tim's gonna sound really cool. So that's that's the first part. The second part is recently we did a survey of all of our listeners uh, and I, w- I will just interrupt that by saying thank you to everybody who has stayed loyal and listened to the show and helped us with the survey, and sent me direct messages to tell me what we're doing right, what we could do better, who we should have on the show. One of the big takeaways from our survey was that you wanted to hear from more independent agents, more agents out in the marketplace and getting their perspective. So here we go. So so today, Tim Wilson Humphreys. Tim, welcome to the program. We're so happy to have you here.
1: Thanks very much, Rick. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So Tim's background is is uh, is interesting. We're going to get into it. I mean, currently he is uh, an owner of an agency, and and his we're gonna we're gonna really dig into kind of that journey that he was on. But before we do, how did we get to today, Tim? Tell us kind of your story of how we ended up here.
1: Yeah, well, um, I mean, obviously, I'm in the U.S. compared to the the country that I grew up in. So so that was a journey, but. Uh, I don't know I think Australians in general we, we like to travel and explore the world and um, as soon as I finished university I went backpacking all through Europe and, and then landed back in Australia after that and was working at Colgate Palm Olive which was a great company and and um, of course I met a girl and uh, she was American so I didn't want to die wandering so I thought I'll, I'll pack my bags <laughs> and head over here and and see if that works out and um well it didn't work out but uh, there was uh there was plenty of other things that kept me in the u.s and, and things have definitely worked out for the long run so I'm, I'm here for the long run but uh that's how i ended up over here
0: i love it and and uh and dylan braun who you all know is our producer does a great job dylan and tim are actually buddies separate from uh tim being in the insurance world uh Tim and Dylan play Aussie rules football together yeah is that right Tim
1: yeah that's right no I mean I I came over and didn't know anybody so you just kind of get on Google and see what's around and and the Denver Bulldogs Australian rules football club popped up so I went down to have a kick and and that's how I made a lot of my friends and and eventually that's how I I met my wife was uh she was playing the women's team so
0: really that's awesome
1: (laughs) um, yeah it's certainly given me a lot so I'm very appreciative of of that club
0: I gotta ask a side question on that. Dylan's not very good, is he? I mean, really. I'll be honest. He's not very good at at Aussie football, is he?
1: No, he's actually pretty decent. And it's really funny, like the, yeah, the American guys who find it. I mean, it's it's everything that Americans like. It's it's fast. It's high scoring. We're full tackle, and there's no timeout. So it's a great sport. So I feel all the American guys who come down get get really energized by it, and it's great to to see them learning our game and, and enjoying it.
0: I'm just giving Dylan a hard time. I I, I supported Dylan is recently. I think through your club uh, did a really cool uh, fundraiser back in November. It sounds like you guys are a great bunch of guys, Dylan. I'm I'm just giving him a hard time. He's a great guy, and 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 if you're if if you're his friend, that means you and I are friends. So let's dig into this thing. So for me, um, let's start with you. Kind of you know you kind of have a different mentality. It sounds like like my thought wasn't get you know grow up and then travel the world but when you and I are talking on on a different a different call we were talking about kind of you know work-life balance and the different sort of the US versus Australia as it relates to the way we our mentalities are about work-life balance tell me kind of your story and how that played into some of your decisions as you were figuring out who you were gonna be
1: yeah I mean I don't know, like we're so isolated down in Australia, you know, it's an island down there. So if you want to go see anything cool, you've really, you've got to go overseas for for, for, for the most part. So um, like I said, a lot of Aussies, after you finish university, you get your two-year working holiday visa and you go over to England and Europe and travel around. And um, yeah, eventually I, I landed over here, obviously. But um, w- when I was looking for jobs, I, I found that most of the jobs over here if you're a first year employee, you know, maybe you get one week or two weeks annual leave and right, right. And, and you can kind of build it up from there. But for, for me in Australia, every company gives you four weeks annual wow. leave to start with. And for somebody who wanted to do some travel and then obviously go back home and visit my family, that one to two weeks really wasn't going to fly. So right, right. I, I spoke to a few people and and looked at a few different industries and then um, because of some of the benefits of working in the insurance industry that's how I, I landed in that industry
0: yeah trust me there are plenty of people in our industry that have worked this into a lifestyle business where they're like four weeks wait that's my summer what, what am I doing the rest of the year for vacation so you, yeah. you, you, you chose wisely my friend I think it's uh, it every almost everybody that listens in on this is in, in our industry uh, knows what I'm talking about you and I have some, some similarities in our in our past only in that I also started an agency from from nothing. The differences are that you started in the captive world. So tell me kind of about that journey, how you got into the captive world, and then the tra- why the transition to independent.
1: Yeah, I mean um, it was kind of funny actually. So one somebody when I got over here asked me, well, what are you going to do for health insurance? And health insurance is very different in the U.S. than where I grew up in Australia and in Australia everybody from day one you get access to Medicare um, mm. if you earn over a certain income level you can buy private health cover in Australia but everyone has access to the to the public Medicare system so somebody asked me you know what are you what are you going to do for for your health insurance and I, I said well just get on Medicare and they said oh you don't look quite quite old enough to do that yet <laughs> and I said, well, let me let me take a look more into this this uh, whole health insurance industry and then yeah, I got some advice by by somebody that I knew that, that taught me about, you know, insur- working in the insurance business, you can have flexibility in your schedule, and you make a residual income. And I thought, oh, that sounds great. Um, but because I was new in the country, I didn't have any connections or any friends. And so interviewed at a few companies. And then I found a captive company that said, I oh, will give you leads. And I thought, well, yeah, uh-huh. that's great, because I don't know anybody. Uh-huh. So I can just work these leads. And of, of course, they give you a pile of $1 leads that have been recycled through about 30 right. or 40 different agents. So mm-hmm. it's a bit of a baptism by fire. And then of course, I'm learning about the industry at the same time. Uh, but you, you pick it up and you learn it. And I I don't know, maybe like you said, Rick, people like talking to people with an Australian accent. So yeah. I did all right at, 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 to start with and got up and running. But after being in it for about a year or so, I thought, you know, if I want to be in this industry long term, I, I really, I need to be an independent broker. If I was a consumer, I'd want to talk to somebody that was kind of working on my behalf rather than working on behalf of the insurance company so they can show me all the options. So yeah, after about a year, year or two of being captive, I transition into the independent world.
0: And it's a big step. And and I think what happens in our industry a lot is you, you notice that, um, and I, my, my story is, is uh, only different in that I started independent, and I started in well, my agency in Seattle during sort of the the dot com boom, and all my buddies were getting, you know, ah, oh, this you know hundred thousand stock options to go work at this startup and this and that, and some of them did fairly well, a lot of them did not, and it was the true tortoise and the hare story, right, where I'm just kind of creeping along at the beginning, yeah. you know, putting on a renter's policy or doing an auto or a, a small commercial policy. And then the next year they start the, the renewals start hitting. And then pretty soon you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. This is awesome. Uh, and, and so you, you have to have that mentality because the captive world, especially on the PNC side, they will give you leads. They will give you like a draw and things. So, but I, but I would say that the, the, the conclusion that you came to is the one that most true insurance people come to as well as I want to make my decisions I want to represent my customers and not the company. And I want to move forward in those on my terms with those terms. And I think that's where you ended up. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, that's right. And um, I mean, I'd come from the health and life side. So as I transitioned, I was doing that. But then, yeah, as an independent without a book of business, I thought, I've got to, I've got to be able to do everything. So I added PNC and, you know, the group products and, and Medicare and, I thought you know this this way anyone I bump into I can write a policy on and and then over time um, I just ended up gravitating towards the Medicare business so most of my agency now is is with the senior market for, for a few different reasons um, I still do a little bit of the P and C and the group health business and whatnot on the health side but um, but yeah the majority of what I focus on now is in the senior market
0: and so so we so how long so what's the what's the time frame when we started the independent side to today like how long has that been
1: yep so started my agency in 2010 um and then and then I had all those different lines of insurance added I guess by probably the late part of 2011 or 2012 and then um yeah probably from 13 to 14 kind of realized that I don't know, I just like the, I like the demographic dealing with the Medicare folks, so that's when it became a priority for me. Um, I like the fact that I could set an appointment with them three and four weeks out and not talk to them and they'd still be there, like a, a handshake, <laughs> a handshake, figure, a handshake meet figure. something with them. And, <laughs> and, um, and it is a renewal income business. And I found that, that you know, uh, apart from the people who move out of state and obviously with the seniors, apart from the people who drop off, the, the renewals on the on the Medicare business, second to none. So I enjoyed mm-hmm. that side of it. And like you said, the renewals kick in after a few years and you're like, geez, this is a pretty good market to be in.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: um, I, I just enjoy working with that market.
0: And that gives you more and more time to get to the park. And as you put it, have a kick, right? Yeah, definitely. A lot of the uh,
1: <laughs> lot of the seniors are home during the day, so you can work during the day. And then in the evenings, <laughs> I, me and Dylan can go down and kick footy around.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So So I I think the the cool thing about your story, which which isn't, I mean, it's, there's nothing, you know, earth shattering about it. A lot of us have similar stories. The cool thing about it was, and I think this is the important part for our listeners is the adaptability. Like you you went from captive because you didn't know any better, right? You figured it out and decided, okay, now it's time for me to be put my big boy pants on and, and do what's right for my customers, which is, being independent. So you get to represent them. And then you went down the road and doing some LNH, doing some PNC, get kind of figuring it all out. And now you've found your sweet spot. And that is cool. And that's what most of our agencies have either done or are working toward doing. A lot of times we get stuck in the day-to-day. And so they're not as apt to like, Think about what niche that might be, or what other line of business, or making like a real pivot like you've done into a very specific demographic. But that's cool because that, like, and I'm what I'm I want to make sure everyone hears I'm not saying everyone should go out and just sell Medicare, but Tim is walking proof that something that he went for and decided was important to him and that he wanted to do, he's passionate about he made that successful. And I think that's the, the moral of the story for me is no matter what it is, whether that's, uh, you know, new construction and you just, you just work with contractors or it's in Tim's case, it's Medicare, or you just do life, whatever you do, do it really, really well and be passionate about it. And if, if it's important to Tim that he makes an appointment with somebody, and they show up four weeks later, then he's probably not gonna be working with the kids fresh out of college. Cause we know that a lot of them will miss those appointments four weeks mm-hmm. later. So I, I think, I think the, the moral of the story, and like I said, we, we wanna keep bringing on as many agency people and owners and people that have, have a story to tell is the moral of this story is find your passion, find even the specific is your line of business and, and throw yourself at it and, and dominate. And, and that's what Tim's doing. So I, I think that's a great story. Tim, any, anything else about your journey before we talk about what, what, what it looks like moving forward for you? Anything else that you want to share that you think is important for our listeners?
1: Yeah, I think it often gets lost for people who grew up in this country about how much of a great opportunity you have to start small businesses over here. And obviously we're in the insurance industry, but I don't really think it matters what industry you're in you know, in Australia, it's, it's very difficult to start small business. I mean, there's a lot of red tape from a government perspective. Uh, the cost of living is just so high that, you know, you've got to have a lot of money set aside if you want to start a small business but
0: wait hold on tim of course the cost of living is so high it's because everyone talks with such cool accents so it costs a lot to live there so you get to hear all these cool voices like i actually literally just texted dylan and said i love listening to tim talk like like i'm that's what that's why it's so where where are you from in australia
1: i'm from melbourne melbourne
0: yeah i mean so just so you know if you any of you that want to travel to melbourne they're all going to sound like tim how awesome is that it's awesome (laughs) <laughs> all right, sorry, I interrupted. Go, go. So, no,
1: that's, that's fine. I mean, an accent <laughs> certainly goes a long way, vice versa, as well, with the Americans traveling to Australia. So, anyways, okay. you know, I grew Good up know. watching American movies and thinking it was pretty cool. So, if you're an American in <laughs> Australia, you're going to do all right.
0: <laughs> I love it. So, but, all um, right, so I interrupted you. Go ahead. So, cost of living's high. Starting, there, there's red tape with, with the government. What else?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, Australia, don't get me wrong, Australia is an awesome place to live and grow up. It's just that over here, I feel people get bombarded with all, all the negative news on TV all the time. And, and if you really want to start a small business, and, and particularly in our industry as, a, as an insurance agent, there's plenty of opportunity to do, to do that and, and make that happen. You just have got to have some goals that are a little longer term than one or two years. And um, you can certainly make it happen. So I'm grateful to have found this industry because, yeah, it's provided a lot for my family and, and a lot of great connections and relationships that I've made
0: and what what's what's your kind of connection to like like what lead generation or just sort of your you know who you are as a person what, what is your connection to say your community or what are you out involved in that puts you sort of in the in the in the line of fire so to speak of of prospects and just your community
1: yep um, i guess one of the reasons i ended up gravitating towards the medicare side of things was Um, I've never really been one to, I've never bought leads. I just do everything through a referral basis. So, you know, I got involved with the Chamber of Commerce because like I said, when I moved over, I never, I never knew anybody. I didn't have a a network built up. And so, yeah, just made some connections with other professionals through the Chamber of Commerce. I had my football club and and really just through those, those avenues, that's where I made all my connections and then, just in the senior market, I, I find to get I get more referrals from that demographic than I do in any of the other types of insurance that I do or that I did on the side as I was building up my agency. So that's pretty much how I've done it, is just through those those referrals and networking and that type of marketing. I
0: love it. I love it. I love everything about it. And if I was old enough, man, I buy I buy Medicare from you in a heartbeat like that, just because <laughs> you have it out there. All right, so again, I want to reiterate how cool it is to have just a small business guy started from scratch, built himself up. Now he's very successful at what he does. What does the future hold for you and your business? Like, what what do you, like, not only where are you kind of headed, but where do you, what's your speculation on, on how the industry is going to move and change as we move forward here into the future?
1: Yeah, I mean, when I started, I I was just an agent selling policies and growing my own business. And then, yeah, a few years back after I became, I guess, successful enough and knowledgeable enough at that, I I started training other agents to do it. So I'm an FMO for Medicare, so I help other agents get into the the business that either want to just do Medicare or if it's a P&C agency that wants to add. Medicare is a line of business they can offer to their to their clients. I help them with that as well. So I've kind of grown in that regard, and I'll continue to do that because you know, I, I enjoy seeing those people add Medicare to what they're doing, and then and then helping out their clients. Because, like I said, I really enjoy that that demographic. So I'm going to continue to do that. Um, in terms of how the industry will change, I I, I know there will be change.
0: Yeah, it's, for sure.
1: It's something that governments uh, campaign on every four years. So I'm sure there'll be definitely change and you just gotta roll with the punches and, and see how that, that plays out.
0: Well, so I would say, I didn't even know that last part about you, but if people are interested in um, talking to Tim about maybe his journey or what, where if, if Medicare is something that your agency or someone you know is looking to be involved in, uh, Tim, best way to get you on LinkedIn or what's the is that what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, you can get me on LinkedIn. Um, you can text or call me uh, 303-506-6861 or just uh, shoot me an email, which is kind of a mouthful, but it's uh, TWH at commonwealth so, Couldn't you
0: know. find a shorter, couldn't f- find a shorter uh, URL than that. That's a long one. Come on. Yeah,
1: that's uh, kind of one of the mistakes of a rookie. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been with me ever since.
0: <laughs> well, it's a good story. Uh, we do we do a lot of stuff on here, and this is just one of those like, hey, here's here's some ideas for people that want to get out and you know be successful. Listen to Tim's story. Take the pieces of it that fit with what you're doing. Like I said before, find. Find something you love. Find where you want to focus and then put your energy there like Tim has. And it's uh, it's a bright road ahead for that. So, Tim, my man, thank you so much. Uh, so here's what I learned. I learned find something that you're passionate about and get after it. I learned that Dylan actually is a pretty good Australian rules football player. I did not know that. And I learned that it's, it is solely because of the accents that it's so expensive to live in Melbourne. That's the, those are the three things that I learned in this is that's, did I, did I recap pretty well?
1: You hit the nail on the head, Rick.
0: (laughs) Uh, We appreciate you being on Tim. Best of luck to you in the future. Like I, like we said before, Tim mentioned connect with him on LinkedIn or any of those other ways that he gave you. Uh, Thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it, Tim.
1: Cheers, Rick. Thanks for having me on.
0: Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in again. We are uh, so, so thankful for all of the listeners and the responses that we get. Don't forget to be connected with me on LinkedIn. Send me direct messages. Let me know what we're doing, what you like, what we could do, be doing better. Make sure to let me know what guests we should have on. Uh, if you have any topics for rants or questions for our Ask Rick episodes, make sure to include those. And also please subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and also go to vertifor.com. Go under the, pod, under the resources tab, click on podcasts, and subscribe there for some cool bonus content and just be connected with us in a different way. Thanks again to Tim Wilson Humphreys. Great story, great accent, just a really cool guy. Uh, loved having him on. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we will see you next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it on social and spread the word. Don't forget to join in on the conversation and recommend future guests by messaging us at Vertifor.